0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We are proud to present our next speaker, Eli Khan with Amazon Web Services. Please give him a warm welcome. Great. Thanks, everyone. My voice is completely wrecked from a very, very long week. I usually don't speak this low, uh, this baritone, but uh, hopefully you guys can hear me okay. Any, uh, any folks in the audience that work on security and compliance issues for their AWS accounts? Okay. Cool, uh, other folks are just generally interested to listen on this cool, co- cool pitch. All right, uh, so I'm here to talk about AWS Security Hub. It is a new service that launched at Reinforce this year, end of June. And uh, I'm gonna walk through just a couple of slides to help set the context and then show you what it looks like live. Jumping forward, skipping the agenda. Uh, so by the way, I'm, I'm the principal product manager for AWS Security Hub. Um, we're part of the larger family of security services, which include things like Guard Duty, Inspector, WAF, Shield, Macy inside AWS. Uh, but in a nutshell, Security Hub is meant to be your security and compliance center. Uh, and it's uh, one of the really nice things about it, it's very easy to get started. It's literally a single click from the management console to turn on Security Hub, and once you click on that uh, enablement button, we'll start automatically collecting your security alerts or findings, as we call them, from your integrated security services. This includes things like GuardDuty, Macy, Inspector, but we also have integrations with 40 different external partner products. So CrowdStrike, McAfee, Symantec, Checkpoint, Palo Alto Networks, et cetera. We can integrate all those different products and bring their alerts into Security Hub as well. One of the things we do in addition to just ingesting the alerts, we automatically normalize those alerts for you into a common data format. We call that the AWS Security Finding Format. So folks that played with a SIM before, a security information event management tool, one of the big pain points with SIMS is that you're spending lots of time parsing and normalizing data sets to get them into a common format. We actually do that upstream. So all of our partners that have integrated with us, they send us their findings already translated into this finding format, which really makes things easier for you, the customer and the user. We help you prioritize these alerts. So we have uh, lightweight correlation rules that help identify which resources have concentrations of different findings of different types, uh, allows you to quickly drill into which resources need your attention most urgently. And that's one big bucket of functionality. The other big bucket of functionality that we do is automated compliance checks. So on one hand, we're gathering findings from other products and services. On the other hand, we're automatically generating our own findings in the form of compliance checks. Under the covers, we use a lot of config and config rules to do this but we align our compliance checks to different regulatory and industry standards. So the first industry standard that we rolled out in June was the CIS, the Center for Internet Security, AWS Foundation's benchmark. Uh, It consists of 42 automated compliance checks. And then uh, we have a bunch of other regulatory standards coming out. So if you're familiar with things like HIPAA or PCI, we'll have all those coming out quite soon. Lastly on this slide, we're not just a dashboard for all this information, we help you operationalize it. We do that via our integration with CloudWatch events, which we essentially use as a message bus. And using that integration, we allow you to take fully automated or semi-automated response or remediation actions on all the findings that we collect and generate. I'll show you some examples of that. Real quickly, to give you a sense of some of the external partner products that we've integrated with, this is a, a partial list, it doesn't include all the ones that we announced this week. We announced another dozen or so this week. Uh, but you can see that all the, the major players are there um, across the major types of security products. Um, but we generally think about our integrations with these partners in two buckets. One, the folks that are sending us findings on the left-hand side. And then two, the folks that are helping folks, uh, helping our customers take action on findings. So this includes ticketing systems, response or remediation platforms, SIMs, incident management systems, et cetera. <clears throat> A little more detail on those compliance checks. Um, So for that first standard that we rolled out, the CIS, AWS Foundations Benchmark, as I mentioned, we use a lot of config rules. In some cases, we do things beyond config rules. Uh, We actually have enhancements to config rules. Uh, So in some cases, we use the config rule for the basic check, but we actually go out and gather additional information to really closely align to the definition of the control that we're trying to check against. And in some cases, the workflow is so complex, we actually do things fully outside of config rules. But in all these cases, uh, we're producing findings based on these compliance checks. And these findings are continuously done to let you know is a particular resource or account in compliance with a particular control. As an example, inside the CIS benchmark, there are controls looking at whether your IAM users have MFA enabled. There are controls looking at whether your security groups allow public access to port 22. We are doing these checks on a continuous basis and you can really think of these as the best practices you should be using to make sure that your accounts are properly configured and protected. The taking action piece, in my opinion, is one of the really exciting things that we do in Security Hub. We have these different finding providers and our own native findings. And we send those all out fully automatically to CloudWatch Events. So as soon as we gather that finding or as soon as we generate the finding, it is automatically sent out to CloudWatch Events. And then you have CloudWatch Event rules that are looking for either all your findings or specific types of findings and routing them to different destinations. The routing could go to your ticketing system, to your SIM, to your incident management system like PagerDuty. They can also go to specific remediation workflows. So you could have a CloudWatch event rule that's looking for something like CloudTrail logging being turned off. And when that type of finding comes across the wire, automatically executes a remediation action to turn the logging back on, uh, update the finding with that action and perhaps even notify your security team that this has happened. <coughs> so all that can happen fully automatically without any human intervention, any analyst uh, looking at the finding itself. But we also support the other case. If you only want that remediation action to be triggered by a specific analyst decision that it should be triggered, we support that as well. We call that custom actions. So these remediation actions can be done either on demand or fully automatically. Happy to make this interactive too. Any questions before I jump into the the demo? Okay. All right, so this is the service homepage behind the management console for Security Hub. Uh, Just really quick on pricing. Uh, We're not a free service, but we're pretty close to free. Uh, It's designed to be a very low cost service. There's a perpetual free tier, so the first 10,000 findings that we ingest per account, per region, per month are free, and then it is a tenth of a cent per compliance check that we perform. Typically, to run this CIS uh, Foundation's benchmark, we see customers paying somewhere around a dollar or two per account, per region, per month to use this service. So, very low cost, that's on purpose. We really want it to be a no-brainer to turn the service on across all your accounts or regions, Uh, The better protected you are, it's better for both of us. We uh, see less uh, times our customers are in the headlines, we like that. Uh, So we really want this to be a no-brainer to turn on across your accounts. Yeah, question. No. Yeah, so it's a good question. Under the covers, we are using config rules, but uh, we do not double charge you for those config rules. The config rules that we enable from Security Hub are considered service-linked config rules, uh, meaning you can't go into the config console and change them or turn them off. The billing for those config rules is done via Security Hub at those price points. Um, that's a good, the, you do have a prerequisite, though. You do need to turn on Configuration Recorder in order to use these config rules. So if you don't have Config Recorder enabled in your accounts, there is a cost associated with that. If you already have Config Recorder, we don't create multiple copies, we just use the configuration items that you've already generated. <coughs> All right, so as I was saying, it's, it's literally one click. Uh, the first time you go to Security Hub, it'll say Enable Security Hub. I've already enabled it, so it'll take me to the Summary Dashboard page here. And the Summary Dashboard is really meant to give you a quick high-level view of some of the key insights that you might want to have about your accounts. Before I jump into this though, let me sort of show you how this is all set up. So, Security Hub supports master member account hierarchies. Uh, So, in this demo here, uh, we have a couple of accounts that have been enabled uh, and a couple other that have been invited. So, the way this works is actually pretty easy. If you want to add an account to your master member hierarchy, and what that means is that the master account can see all of the findings associated with all of the member accounts that are under it. So if I log in from the master, I can see everything. If I log in from the member accounts, I can only see the findings associated with my account. But uh, yeah, adding an account is pretty easy. Uh, you j- simply just need to put in the account ID and the email address, associate that account. You can also upload a CSV list. So if you already have this hierarchy generated, Based on your usage of Guard Duty, you could upload your Guard Duty master member account hierarchy, and use that. and It's the best practice to keep those aligned. Say again? Yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't be talking too much about roadmap in this. Uh, but in general, we are going to be integrating with organizations here pretty soon. Uh, organizations today supports only a single master account, which is your billing master. And generally, it's not a good practice to use your billing master as your security master. Those should be locked down with different types of permissions. Um, organizations is going to be adding a capability to handle a second master account, which will unblock us and our other security services from using organizations. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, so today we are region specific. Um, You know, that will be changing also soon. But, uh, so you do need to go into, if you want to see the data for a specific region, you need to log into that region. Um, (coughs) Any other questions? Okay. I've also updated this particular demo with a number of custom actions. So I was talking about taking actions earlier Uh, I can take actions fully automatically or I can trigger specific actions in the console. You know, so essentially an analyst-driven, on-demand action. So I've laid out a bunch of actions here. Uh, Next week, we're gonna be releasing a blog with these templates for all these actions. Uh, They're Lambda functions that you can wire up to a CloudWatch event rule as the target to have these actions run in your uh, Security Hub setup. We also have a usage page, so, you know, once you start using Security Hub, you can always go to this page to get a sense of what your bill would be. You know, it's probably gonna be something like this, a dollar or two, that's what our expectation is. So, going back to the summary page, we have a number of dashboards here, uh, some top-level information, you know, that you can use this to give you a sense of whether your integrations with the AWS services are healthy, uh, whether you have received any findings from them recently or if maybe you need to go enable these services if you haven't yet. Uh, we have information on your compliance standards. So we have one card so far, more to come. Uh, this first card is on your CIS AWS Foundation standard. And this gives you a sense of, out of the 43 controls in this standard, how many in our past failed versus warning state. And we have some additional dashboards here, uh, really identifying different types of resources in your environment and which ones have the most issues. So if I look at uh, you know, EC2 instances, this is giving me some specific information that this particular EC2 instance has a number of critical and high severity findings that I should go take a look at. And these are all clickable. I can, I'll drill down in a second. You can see here in this demo, I have a number of external partners integrated as well. So. Aqua Security, which is a container security. uh, Risk Foresight, uh, which is a risk and compliance tool. Uh, So it's very easy to integrate additional external partners. If you go to our integrations page, uh, we have cards for each of the integrations that are available. The AWS ones are automatically enabled. You don't have to do anything. As long as you enable that service, you'll start getting findings from that service automatically into Security Hub. Uh, IAM Access Analyzer was a new security service announced this week. It's a really cool service that's looking for resources with resource policies that allow cross-account access or global access, and sending fi- when it finds a resource like that, sending those findings to Security Hub. But you can see a bunch of other um, integrations here from our external partner products. Uh, if you don't have the product yet and there's a marketplace listing, we'll list that marketplace listing And then there's configuration instructions for each of these. The minimum bar in terms of configuration complexity is that you have to run a CloudFormation template to deploy the integration associated with this product. A lot of the partners have made it even simpler where it's literally a single click in their console to turn on the integration so that they start sending findings to Security Hub. Going back to our compliance standards. So for CIS, as I was mentioning, we have 43 different controls and we're doing automated checks against each of those controls. I can drill down into any one of these controls, so I'll go over to CIS 2.3. Actually, I'll go to 2.6. So 2.6 is looking at whether you have properly protected the S3 bucket where your CloudTrail logs are being stored. Now I can see that I have some failed findings here and I can drill down into those failed findings. And I can actually even go and see the specific compliance rule that was used to generate this finding. This will bump me over into the config console to see some additional details on this particular rule. I can also go down here, and if if it's a resource that has its own type of console, I can actually jump into that console. So if I want to see the details on this particular S3 bucket, I can jump over into that S3 bucket and see those details. Last thing I want to show you here, is uh, the remediation. So for every one of these compliance checks that we do, we actually provide really nice detailed information about how to remediate the issue. Uh, And actually these remediation steps are now the foundation for some of these automated Lambda-based functions that we're developing and making available to you all via an open source GitHub repo. Uh, But if you wanna walk through any of these remediation steps, they're all in our documentation. All right, let me jump over into findings. So, if I want to search for a specific finding, let's say I'm gonna look for uh, findings related to GuardDuty, which is our threat detection system. GuardDuty, for folks that aren't familiar with it, it's mining VPC flow logs, DNS query logs, CloudTrail logs to look for unusual behaviors and to look for patterns in those logs that are aligned to specific adversary techniques. So, we've got a number of Guard Duty findings in the console here. I'm gonna look at uh, this one here dealing with brute force attacks. Now, one of the additional integrations that we launched this week was with a new service called Amazon Detective. And Detective is really meant to be a threat investigation service. So, think about Guard Duty producing the initial finding, that finding is sent to Security Hub where it can be correlated with other findings and also normalized into that standard format. Sometimes you may be able to directly remediate that finding, but in other cases, you need to do further exploration on it to really understand whether it's a true or false positive. And to do that, we now support integration with Detective. So I can jump over to Detective And it will provide me a bunch of additional rich context about that particular finding, including inbound outbound traffic associated with that EC2 instance, other findings associated with that EC2 instance. I can even jump into the raw VPC flow logs uh, in details to uh, better understand, is that particular finding a true or, or false positive? The taking action is typically done from Security Hub. So I was mentioning the taking action uh, menu items before, and so I populated my action menu with a number of taking action items here. Uh, In this case, uh, we have a command and control server that, I'm sorry, an EC2 instance that appears to be popped and communicating the command and control server. Um, Actually, one of our other demos, we have an isolate EC2 instance, Um, But, you know, for this one, I'm just going to do something simple and uh, create a JIRA issue around it. So I'm basically just going to send that to my ticketing system. And what happens when I do that is that that particular finding is also sent out to CloudWatch, but this time on demand instead of automatically. It's sent out automatically, but I'm now sending it a second time on demand. And the second time I've sent it, it actually has a custom action ARN associated with it. So I have a CloudWatch event rule looking for any finding that's been tagged with that custom action ARN, and then it is executing a rule and sending this particular finding over to Jira. How am I doing on time here? Okay. If you have another minute, I'm just gonna show you what that looks like actually in the, in the uh, CloudWatch console. So if I jump over to CloudWatch for this particular account, and I go over to rules, I have a number of rules I've loaded up here associated with those custom actions. Uh, And like I said earlier, uh, we'll be making all these uh, rules and the Lambda functions associated with them available next week, so stay tuned for a blog post on that that will uh, link to a GitHub repo that has all of these. I think I'm just about out of time, uh, so if there are any questions, Happy to take them. Nope, no questions. Out of time. Feel feel free to follow up with me off to the side here if you have questions. Thanks. Thank you so much. Please join us for our next presentation starting in eight minutes. Have a great day, everyone.